This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a sad, sad time here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we are lamenting. We are very sad. We are two years in a row. Yeah. One I can handle, two is not okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, no Steelers training camp uh, this year at St. Vincent College. Um, it's my understanding that uh, there were some issues with the state. Uh, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was but, the NFL's decision. It wasn't the Steelers' decision. Right. Correct. correct. They right. wanted to go. They submitted a plan mm-hmm. um, and were unable to uh, get that plan approved. So training camp will be split between Heinz uh, Field and uh, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Right, right. Um, we don't know any of our situations. We don't. That. We, I we, assume it, we'll be involved in some way, shape, or form. We'll be yeah, doing shows and all that yeah. stuff. Um, possibly from the stadium, kind of like we did for minicamp, I would assume. Which is a good environment for yeah, us. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we still like Latrobe better. We still like Latrobe better. <laughs> I think the fans like Latrobe better. I know yeah. the Steelers like Latrobe better mm-hmm. because of what they can do there, the, the team building, the camaraderie, all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing. So you're now going to have a Steelers roster, assuming they can get back to St. Vincent College next year. Okay. The way turnover is in the NFL. Particularly this team over that. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Right. I mean. You're going to have a bunch of guys who have never been there before. A bunch of guys. Like, think about it this way. This will be Minka Fitzpatrick's third year with the Steelers. And he's never been to Latrobe. That's so weird. I mean, considering this organization and the storied history and year after year after year and everyone has been there, a prominent Steeler like Minka is still over. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And I guess there'll be several of those, Claypool. And, you know, yeah, right, I mean, right, your, your, last, players, your right. last two rookie draft classes, anybody right. that you've signed in free agency, yeah. haven't been to St. Vincent College, it's probably, and I haven't gone through the roster. Um, and I probably Over 50% you know, by then. By, by Yeah, by, by next then. year. Yeah, right. I mean, absolutely. We're about just guys that are under contract next year, including, you know, Ben's never going to probably go there again. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's yeah, a there's a good I mean, chance, yeah. Back, but there's a real, a real chance that Ben's done it with his Latrobe experience. And, I just hope for personal reasons you and I are not and the whole Sharky's crew and all the fun stuff that in, ensues up there. But and and the football wise I think there's clear value to going there yes. and, and the camaraderie. Or they wouldn't do it. Or they wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean they don't do it to it costs save them money a lot of money. Convenience. Yeah. It's the total opposite. Yeah. It's a massive inconvenience and doesn't save money. I'm sure that they got some good things out of the Heinz Field experience last year in terms of convenience and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they're brokenhearted about that part of it. But the tradition's important. Yeah, the tradition is important. The What the fans get out of it, I mm-hmm. think, is important. You know, you get it creates some excitement about the team. Oh, without you question. Know. That hillside's legendary. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, I mean just, it, yeah. It, it's a shame. It is. Um, it, I have a hard time... I haven't thought about it a lot because I just got the announcement sort of recently, and I did another podcast and other things. I drove here. I can't believe it couldn't occur, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the logistics of it all. It's not that's not my department. I mean, we're talking about football stuff, but you can't tell me that that couldn't have been something that could have got done. I have a hard time buying that. Yeah, you know? I do as well. Um, Come on, but it's you know? it's but that's such a reality. Life, that's not yeah. in my pay grade. Yeah, it's the reality of the situation, and, and uh, 
I, I just hope – here's the thing. I, I think in some ways the, the NFLPA is using this as a tool to get kind of get some of the things that it wanted. I wonder how much – politics and that kind of stuff is some of that's coming into play here right, that, right, right. that's troublesome to me I, mm-hmm. I think and we saw that with some of these mini camps and OTAs you know we just signed a new CBA right before COVID hit right before COVID hit yeah you know, we were in, in Indy and you know you're hearing things like well we don't want to start coming to these they're too physical we're worried about COVID you're like I hope people don't use the pandemic as an excuse to get ahead but such is life I mean everyone does <laughs> I mean, speaking uh, of the combine. Did you see the news yesterday? I thought I was going to break that news too. Yeah, you really ruin your day. Yeah, um, that's the, the league is going to open that up to bids. Combines in Indy this year. Yeah, we had none next last year. year. What's that? Next year, you mean? Upcoming one. Yeah, yeah the, the, the upcoming the next year. Twenty twenty three will be or twenty twenty two will be in Indianapolis. After that, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to talk to our bosses and whatnot. I don't know if we would go if it's somewhere else. Um, who's to say for sure, but it's super convenient for us as well as many other, you know, uh, NFL teams. That's why they chose Indy and travel was different when they made that original decision, but it's a nice, flat, easy ride for a lot of the league. I mean, I'm not saying you, it's and I a centralized have... location, right? That's the beauty of it. I right? mean, it's, it's in the middle of the country and it, in the town itself is the city itself is set up for to host events like that. Oh yeah. It, it always blows me away when I get there. There's some huge convention that they're ripping down, and then as we leave, there's some huge convention that they're setting Sometimes up. Sometimes there's know? stuff going on. While oh, yeah, we're yeah. It's yeah. not even the only show in town. Yeah. I mean, the whole you, – you can get a pretty good – you can get all your steps in just staying in the convention center. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> you know what I mean? No doubt, yeah. But it's so set up for that. Everything's walkable. Everything's flat. Sometimes weather's great. Sometimes it's terrible, but you can stay indoors if you need to. What's awesome about it, too, is – Everyone kind of has their spots now because it's year after year. Yeah. You know, we have a dinner with the Steelers at a, a, a same place basically every time. And you know you're going to see a lot of the league no matter where you go. In that two-block area, three-block three block area, area yeah. without question. And no doubt in my mind, you and I would have fun in Miami or Arizona or Vegas or, being, or, I'm or not even, It's not even so much about the fun. It's just it's, about the being, right. being able to do your job. In the most efficient manner. In an efficient and, manner. And the way Indianapolis just has it. it. It's perfect, yeah. without question. Yeah. It, it, to me, it was very, very – I didn't know we'd bring this up. I thought it was very similar to the Latrobe thing to me. It's just tradition. I know where everything's at. Everyone's comfortable. Everyone has a routine. And it sounds like all that stuff's getting blown up. And it sounds like the only reason it's happening combine-wise is just a money grab. It's a, it's money. And, yeah. and this is – you know, when they started putting – the combine on television they started mm-hmm. televising the events and making it a, they moved it to the night right, right, uh, right. a lot of the runs even though the players hate it yeah you right know, who cares if they hate it but yeah we'll make more money but the league has figured it, oh hey we can make money off of this and now they said i mean we can really make money off of this if we put this thing out for bid and you yeah, know the, the biggest whoever city is going to step up the most gets the, the call and i mean the sure two of the cities that Indian. actually three of the cities that i've heard are los angeles That'd be awful. Las Vegas. That'd be fine. In Dallas. <laughs> I know nothing about Dallas. But I mean, Dallas is kind of – Jerry World's huge. The the, the mm-hmm. stadium there is huge. And there's lots of, of hotels. Sure hotels right around there. Right around there. But you have to – like, you can't walk. See, that's what I'm saying. Can we walk there? I mean, like, it's it's not like Indianapolis. Anyway, no, right? no. In Indianapolis, you can walk 
every nobody has that's the great thing. Well, if we have to you Uber walk through the you walk through the, the 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 convention center to get over to the stadium or you know, mm-hmm. even to where you know, the other side of the convention center now where we go and you see you see owners, general managers, yeah. coaches Every walk you yeah. go, if you go get one of your Diet Cokes in the middle of the day, you're going to see somebody in the NFL yeah. to and from our show, let alone once we get there at nights. At nights are great. Um, you know, you see somebody every trip you take, even, you know, and some of those walks aren't super short, but they're flat and easy. And yeah. so what you prepare for it. And, and you're it's, inside. It's, you're inside. It's easy <laughs> enough. Right. And if, if people have a hard time walking, I'm sure they could, you know, take the Uber to get there. If, you know, they have tra- tra- you know, issues medically or whatever. But if we all have to, you know, Uber every time we in L.A. or whatever to get to every event and everything you do, that's going to take a lot away from I, I just know what it was like, for example, I went to the last Super Bowl, or two Super Bowls. I didn't go last year, uh, but in Miami. Yeah, yeah. And the, the hotel, the media hotel that I was at was about a 45-minute drive from the media center. Okay. There's a lot of busing and things, right? There's a lot of busing. The Chiefs Hotel was about a half, at least a half an hour north of where I was at. Okay. The 49ers, 49, yeah, 49ers Hotel, I never even made it to because it was such a a, a, a straight, I would have had to have gotten on a bus. I had to, first of all, the Chiefs practiced at, their media media opportunities were like 8 a.m., Okay. They stayed on Central Time. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's when they sense. they yeah. so they did that. The Forty ers stayed on West Coast Time. So their stuff was in the afternoon. The Chiefs were in the morning. In the morning, and to get from the Chiefs to the Forty ers hotel, you had it was like a an hour bus ride. You probably had to pick one or the other. You couldn't do both. You couldn't do both. It, it was just you just wow. couldn't. Um, and so it was all just so spread out that right. it just wasn't it wasn't. Feasible, feasible logistically and you've been to a lot for of one Bowls. person to do everything. You've been to a lot of Super Bowls that weren't Sealer Super Bowls, right? Right, I mean, yeah. And that they're not usually like that, right? No. I mean, they're, they're, they're a lot more media-friendly. Like the one that I went to before that was in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. They used the Mall of America Yeah. as, as the People center point. it was cold, but at least it was central. But you had right? you had the Patriots on one side of the, of the Mall of America in a hotel mm-hmm. that's connected to the Mall of America. You had the uh, Eagles on the other side of the hotel – or in a, in a hotel on the other side of the Mall of America, and we had a work center right there in the Mall of America. Okay, so everything was walking. So all, yeah, you just yeah. had to walk. I mean, the Mall of America is big. I'd say it's gigantic. Yeah, right? but, but you like could get there. I mean, the, the you convention know, centers are big. It was a, it's all you know, to, right? to get to the from one media availability to the other one was you know ten minute walk. Wow. Well, yeah, that's great. And then you see a lot of the same people in the same yeah. type of environment, like we were. And so the media center, the media center was you know that's where everybody was at. Everybody was there. The media center in Miami, I went there once to pick up my credentials. Hmm. Wow. Because it was so far from my hotel. I wasn't going to go there to work. Right. I mean, even like the in Indy, the media center, you could stop up there and get waters and food, and it's a little it's out of the way. Everything's centralized. Bad. Right. You could sit there all day if you want, and there's TVs and workstations. That's where I work from, yeah. It wasn't hard to deal with at all in Indy, right. Yeah. I don't like the sound of any of this. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we might be two years from now, we might be like, uh, Vegas was pretty cool. I get it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Media, the media availability and that kind of stuff is is way way down it on is. the totem pole. But you want to generate, you, you want to continue to generate buzz about these things. Mm-hmm. You want. I your, can't believe any of it's better for the players. Yeah, you want your you want right. your 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 players to be 
you know, advertised and right, right. comfortable and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I, I just, I, I don't know how moving it out of Indianapolis does that. I don't know how. Other than money, I don't know what you gain. Yeah. You know, to be honest. And, and, I think and, you lose stuff. In the Steelers' case, um, you know, losing St. Vincent College, yeah, they don't make, they, they lose money on this situation, but mm-hmm. they do it for the fans. They do it for the fans. And the, you that's know, what it, people need to realize yeah. that are listening. Yeah, that's, that's for the fans. There are some bonuses of team building without yeah. question. And I think tradition is important. Absolutely. Yeah, you got Chuck Noll Field, and you know, I mean, like, and just how much it means to the Latrobe area. I say that's a, the real losers in the situation. Two years running, or all the businesses and all the the cool things they have going on those couple weeks or whatever too, they're vanished. They got to be crushed right now. Like, they got to be crushed. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure. Um, it sounds as though, and I think you said this earlier, the Steelers plan on going back. This isn't the yeah, end. No, they ever. Yeah. But, I mean, could they go back in a reduced capacity? You know, I mean, would always would would ever be the same? Who knows? That goes back to my you know argument with the you know the NFLPA using this kind of as a hammer to say, well, we can't you know because here's the thing: the Steelers built a dorm, actually uh, Rooney Hall, Mm -hmm. at St. Vincent College, specifically for their players to have somewhere to stay during training camp. So they made St. Vincent's a better place. They made it a better place. <laughs> right, they right. rebuilt the, the football field. They had, there's a football team at St. Vincent College lar- in large part because of the Steelers being there. Right. And my hunch is the fields wouldn't be quite the quality they are now. They and, go out right, and, fi- and fix them every year. Of course, right. Um, so when they built that dorm up there, mm-hmm. it was with the idea, okay, we're going to have to house 90 players and co- you know, our coaching yeah, staff. right, and whoever else. And, and, right. and, you know. And then there's another dorm there. It's a semi new dorm as well, where the, you know the the t- everybody else stays. The uh, you Us know and, yeah, and the team, right, right, you know, right. the media relations and the and the doctors and the, the scouts and all that stuff. And the dorm that the Steelers built for St. Vincent's for those reasons obviously doesn't stay empty during the school year. Yes, they, they use it. it. You know, right? They use it. But it was built with 90 players in mind. Mm-hmm. So then the NFLPA comes back. One of the things that they were insisting on was that every player has his own room as opposed to being doubled up. Okay. In the dorm room, which is what they were. Yeah. And these are not – I mean, this is a nice new dorm. It, it, it's not the – It's air-conditioned. It's, it's yeah, right. It's, yeah, this it's, is not like, you know, the – It's the not se- the Chuck era. Yeah, the know, 70s. When I first started – you know. When I first started covering the Steelers in 93, they were still staying back in the old dorm. I can't even remember. I think Bonaventure Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, There's no air conditioning. No, there's no none of that stuff. Same place. But Joe the Green, entire stayed and everybody right. was contained in that one dorm. The okay. players were in the upper floors. We were on, I believe, the second floor. The media was on the second floor. The players had the top three floors, I believe. Okay, and you guys didn't stroll up there or whatever, but well, when I when I started it, when you wanted to talk to a player, you went to the PR department. Oh, you've told me that. And story you said, too. "Hey, right. I, I want to talk to Levon Kirkland today." Yeah. And it's okay. Just go up. Uh, he's in room, you know, four oh seven. Go knock on his door and tell cool. him I sent you up. And yeah. okay, you sit there in his dorm room and you interview the player. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, um, I mean you heard, st- heard stories in the old days, seventies or whatever. You'd bump into Webby and say, "Hey, can I talk to you later?" Sure. Stop up the room three thirty three or whatever. Yeah. You know, okay. Cool. Or you'd say, uh, you know, some of the older guys would tell stories about you know, you go up and talk to, to Bradshaw and he'd be sitting there talking to you while he strums his guitar. You yeah. Know? Stuff sure, like that, right. you know. It's, it's a very, it was a very relaxed setting because you're talking to the player in his environment. Yeah, I've also heard some great stop in Myron's room for a toddy yeah, or whatever right. too. It'd yeah, be a good time. Yeah, uh, and there was some of that. I mean, times have obviously changed dr- drastically. That was 50 years ago, 
but there was still some of that environment there. You know, you see them on the way to the, the you know, treatment and, of course, to meals and stuff. You're sitting right next to them. You're standing in line with them and meals. You know, we probably won't eat by them at this point. or You know what I mean? It's yeah. just – and for your job, I'm sure you get a lot of – you know, more camaraderie, more trust. Well, they you see know, you. They see you. on a daily basis. You yeah, every day, right? They know you're not threatening. You know, you know, you hold the door for them as they go in. Hey, have a good one. You know, just little things like that. Yeah, I mean, you can have a conversation. You can have a conversation. I mean, one of the you know our area to speak uh, during the day with the players is, is right outside the cafeteria. Right, right, right. There's a little grassy spot. There you can, the you know, you can pull right. a guy aside and ha- you know have a conversation mm-hmm. as opposed to being in the locker room and, and you know shoving a microphone in their face. Right, right, right. It's just different. It is. It is and, different. And you know, I, I, I watched Moneyball last night. I watched. I never turn it off every time I stumble. And into I'm, it. I'm watching. I'm watching the the beginning of it where they're t- where they're, they're talking to the players before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Is, first of all, most of the time the media stuff in those kind of movies is overblown. I'm sure. Yeah. Like nobody's going to say. Uh, I, th- I think they were talking to uh, Jeremy Giambi, and the woman's like, "Hey, it's been said you go to strip clubs and yeah, do, uh, I like know that scene. right, right. <laughs> you know, shove with the with the TV camera and just come on. That's that doesn't really how that goes. Right, where he's standing there in a jock strap and yeah. you're getting ready for whatever. No. Yeah, that, that doesn't. That's not exactly how that goes. It's funny that's your line of work and. There's not any football movies I like because none of them look that realistic. None of them are even either. slightly realistic. <laughs> none of them are athletic enough. Yeah. Or, you know, most of the, you like, know. you know, I, I played basketball, and, and most of the basketball movies I see aren't, like, yeah. you couldn't find an actor who can actually play the game a little bit. Someone that could actually throw a ball and yeah. a, a baseball <laughs> pitcher, you know, like, right. There's, there's some athletes out there that act. You, you would know? think, yeah. You would think. But anyway, we're a little picky on those type of things. But, um, yeah, so I mean, it's just such a more relaxed environment for the players. They mm. they get into a comfort zone. They do, especially the older guys who have been there. Yeah, you're going to your sixth or seventh training camp at St. Vincent College. It's almost like you you feel like okay, okay, I'm back here. I know where everything's at. Mm-hmm. I know I'm what I need to anywhere. do. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna if I want to get wings after practice or whatever, or you know, they want to take the young guy out and mm-hmm. show him. You know, here's where you go and get wings or you know yeah. whatever. No, you just can't do it. And, yeah. and it's bad for us, I mean, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, my back won't mind sleeping in my own bed. I mean, the, I hope the players have better beds than we do. I mean, that's one of my only complaints. And sharing bathrooms with you guys. You're allowed is, to order your own bed. I'd you know. say you could step up. Though. Some people do that. <laughs> but part of it's just super cool. You know, I mean, Jim Colony's across the hall from me. I'm sure you stay in the same room every time. Yeah. And, you know, I've been in the, I've been in the down, same room for – working out and, you know. Yeah, I've been in the same room for, for uh, I don't know, the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, not 20 years, probably 15, because that, that dorm's pretty new. We've been gotcha. over there for that but long. Since but since it's been existing. Yeah, I mean, I got, I have Chaz Pala, the photographer from the uh, yeah, the dude. Trib, his, his room is next to mine, and Chaz likes to play his guitar. Okay. <laughs> and so I'll, you know, hear Chaz strumming away over there. He, he was, the last time we were there, the last couple times he was there, he was, he was, he learned how to play the entire Green Day uh Dookie album. Oh, uh, the whole album. The whole album. So he just said, hear him strumming away over there, I'm like, all right, Chaz. Cool. The album's like 15 years old now. We can... <laughs> right. But probably every time you hear that tune, you remember. I mean, it's just memories and it's whatnot. Just, it's yeah. those things, you know. And I know, you know, right where uh, Mike Pursuta's room is at, he's in my pod. Sure. And, you know, you'll hear Mike in there in the mornings doing the, the morning show and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, all that's missed. It was all missed last year. Uh, the evenings are even better, uh, you know, just on a personal level. We but just also, sit around and talk football. Yeah. It's like the show. That's right. What we do. Exactly. You know, some of the Steeler people are around. Fans are around. You do the night shows from there, and everybody meets up at the same spots. And I don't know. It bummed me out, to be very honest with you. I thought this year would be fine. I know there's a lot of rumblings leading up to this, and no one's sure, and maybe I'm just an optimist. I thought – Come on. The state's opened back. up. Right. Everything's I mean, opened up. Nobody's wearing a mask anywhere. Yeah. we got to be able to do this. And I, I, I probably was unrealistically optimistic, but I'm not happy about it. No, not happy at all. And no. I, I can't imagine Mike Tomlin's happy about it because I wouldn't think. He would, have tr- he would have the team stay at St. Vincent College year-round if he could. <laughs> you might be the person I know well that likes training camp the most. But maybe on the planet, Mike Tomlin likes training camp at St. Vincent the most. There's not a doubt in my mind because <laughs> yeah. he's got their he's got their undivided attention. Yeah, yeah. For however long they're up there, um, you know, and you, you bump into them in the. It could be ten o'clock there. at night, and he could go knock on somebody's door and say, "Hey, let's talk about you know this." Yeah, or, yeah right. You know, that it kind of stuff. It could be a coach. It could be yeah. a player. It could be a scout. You know, right? What'd you see today? Yeah, that kind of stuff's great. And I'm sure we used to host when I was at Pitt. We would host team passing camps and stuff like that, and all the kids would stay in the dorms. But at night, I mean, the the coaches and the high school coaches and all of us would sit around and crack a few cold ones and talk football the whole time. Yeah. You know, not even like what you see today, but the coaches would be like, "How do you run this play?" And you know, they're all comparing notes from You're all over the football. country. Right. I mean, that's that's the stuff. other thing about it. Like, you know, we get a lot of national guys that come in for training camp. You know, so you see maybe Rick Goslin or. Mm-hmm. or you know, someone of that. Tons just, of those guys. You know, you go out and have, you know, have some, and you find out stuff about what's going on with other teams. Yeah. Because oh, most of the time. Right, right, right. They're on tour. They're, they're on tour, and so they've got, they've just been to Cleveland, or right. they've just been to Baltimore, or they've just been to you know, Philadelphia, yeah. or somewhere, uh, you know, bu- Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, you know, those one guys of those are school. always, tra- you know, checking yeah. out a few and writing an article about it or whatever. You know, even like in those pit ones, our offensive line coach was notorious for, taking a whole dorm room with a whiteboard and all these high school line coaches would go sit with Tom Freeman and have a cold one and talk about blocking schemes, you know, like they'd vanish. Like where all the old line coaches go? Uh, They're all with coach Freeman talking, you know, blocking stuff, you know? So that kind of stuff is, uh, I imagine I'm so out of the college loop. I assume there was none of those kind of camps these past years. I hope they get to do it. It's good for the kids. It's good for the coaches. It's good for, you know, just bettering football in the area. But I'm going to – I'm sad about Latrobe. I'll, I'll be honest with that. I'm, I, I, there's no way around that. I'm upset about it for a personal reason. I'm upset about it from a Steeler and fan reason. So, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, really a bummer. Um, so, that's what we know at this point. Yeah. We still haven't gotten a schedule yet for training camp, um, what it's going to look like. I'm sure, as we talked about previously uh, last week, you know, the Steelers had a couple of different calendars ready to right, go. Right. Coach Holland said that. Yeah. You know, probably hypothetical, but I got five different sheets on my desk, you know, and they're going to all have to adjust them. Um, again, I'm I'm speaking out of turn in a way. I don't know what our schedule is, but I'm sure you'll still hear from us during camp in some way, shape, or form, you know, hopefully live, hopefully not from in studio. I mean, I was in studio too much last year. I'm hoping to at least see football in camp. I'm now slightly worried about that, but I think It'll probably work out okay, you know, considering how many camp went and whatnot. So we'll see. But I'm a little down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, it's a step back. Um, it is a big step back. Uh, the Steelers, of course, will uh, still play in the Hall of Fame game August 5th. Mm-hmm. Play the Dallas Cowboys, who are uh, they going are to, going away. They're going they? away to Oxnard, California. You can go. You can go away to camp and go away out of state. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Vegas is going to California as well. I, yeah. I think the Niners go away. I mean, a couple of those teams in the West, I think, are still able to go away. So maybe this was more of a PA issue than we're, than I realized. Yeah. So, boo. Unfortunate, but yeah, uh, yeah they'll, they'll still uh, they'll have four preseason games. So this will be different in that regard from last year. Right, we are going to have a preseason. We're, there's going to be a preseason, mm-hmm. so that's going to be the interesting thing about it. I think that's why you, when you look at it, the Steelers are going to have some of their practices over at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Yeah, because you got to get ready for games. Yeah, they get ready for games more so than other teams and quicker than everybody. Yeah, I mean, else. so you know, you can't have a practice and then have a fifty thousand fans in your stadium two days later. <laughs> right, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about last. There are year things too. that need to be torn down. That's that's going to be. You know, a, a big chore, I would think. Oh, I think it'd be a big chore. Right, you know, right, right. Good point. And so people, and, and they've even talked about some fans being able to see some of these Heinz Field practices. Yeah. And so they are accommodating the fans most likely. But I remember even last year, I felt like I shortchanged our audience a little bit because during camp, things are still happening. It was such an abbreviated camp. But I was sitting in this damn studio, you know, like, so I think we'll be better than that for sure. Yeah, I, I would, I would hope that since we did right. shows from yeah. minicamp in the stadium, that would at least mm-hmm. we'd at least be able to do that and watch practice and do and do maybe our stadium comment shows. live on what we're watching too. I mean, if there's fans in the stadium, if we can. Fans in the stadium, <laughs> we, can. You know, we couldn't then, but we could talk about it afterwards if things came out. But there's a lot I want to talk about just in terms of new schemes and new players and things I've already seen just in the two practices I watched, let alone the two that are or the, the ones coming up where they'll be hitting and padding and you know, padded and people will be going a little harder and more known. That's it. Th- I mean, it's, it's, you know, the Steelers have a training camp that is more physical than most. I'm, that's, I'm, that's one of the things I'm really going to be interested to see this year is, is the, is the physicality even ratcheted up a little bit more. I think it will be. Cause I think there's going to be, they're a, trying to establish that mindset on the, yeah. on the run game. You know, yeah. especially the offense. I mean, I think the defense will get ratcheted up just because the offense is ratcheted up, but I don't think the, the defense needs ratcheted up, to be honest with yeah. you. Where the offense, I think they're going to change the mindset. You know, I mean, there's a, it's easy to talk about running the ball, not more, but better, and then doing it. And I think Tomlin and company will realize that or know that already. But you have to do it. you got to do it. Yeah, you, you can't just say, it. hey, we're going to do this and then, you know, right. show and up then, in the first game and, say, and have it happen. you got to right. practice it. No, you got to practice it and you got to come off the ball and you got to move bodies and break a tackle here and there and pick up blitzes and especially the first-round running back. Yeah, it's gonna be, that's going to be the interesting balance. I want to see how they, they balance that. Because I remember mm-hmm. when, when Le'Veon Bell was a rookie, um, they were tackling him live – in that first, you know, the early first on, practices. right? That's where he actually. That's where he hurt his foot. I remember in the preseason. Story, right? uh, he was a little surprised in, in by practice. That, right? yeah. yeah, and and you're trying to mix in some young quarterbacks too, and so uh, there's a lot to shake out. And I do think there'll be a lot of physicality in this this you know camp, but won't be in Latrobe that much we know. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But it is. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for this segment of the drive on Steelers Nation. It'll be more cheery when we come back. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a, something a little different here for the next segment, but certainly uh, had to talk about that because I'm crushed. Yeah, it's, Just it's crushed. the news of the day. It is the news and and so not all was good. But uh, for my partner Matt Williamson, uh, for Kellen here on site. Yeah, we got really Kellen in studio with us. Uh, I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of the drive on Steelers Nation Radio.